you are listening to Speaking with One Voice with Pastor Rodney Payne. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or would like to be a guest on the show, please email us at rpayne at onevoiceinc.org. That's rpayne at O-N-E-V-O-I-C-E-I-N-C dot O-R-G. Or you can simply search for us on Acast, Google Play, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Just look for Speaking with One Voice. Hello and welcome to today's broadcast. I'm so excited to be back with you. I'm your host, Pastor Rodney Payne. I want to thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for subscribing and thank you so much for sharing, speaking with one voice. I am just excited about what uh, is being done through this ministry of leadership, of marriage, uh, of ministry, uh, everything to help a person grow to the next level, and we're, we're hitting those real topics. Uh, before I get started today, I just want to hit you with a couple of things. First of all, uh, it's in our book, 90 Days of Believing God, the devotional and journal. It has shipped. I have them in hand. Copies are here. It's available on all of your ebook outlets as well. So please go get your copy today. You can order directly from me at onevoiceinc.org, O-N-E-V-O-I-C-E-I-N-C.org, or you can go to amazon.com, or you can go uh, to uh, iBooks. You can get your hands on this book, and you want to do that. This book will help you uh, grow in your personal faith experience. If you have not read the original book, 90 Days of Believing God, you want to get that. Uh, It's also available on my website and the other outlets mentioned earlier. Uh, The beauty of this thing is that it takes the 13 chapters in the book and expands them into a daily devotional that challenges the reader, challenges the believer in his or her faith every single day to grow to the next level. If you want to get closer to God, you want to know how to hear his voice, how to understand when God is speaking to you and have a faith that works for you, this is the resource for you. So go ahead, get your copy today. Thank you so much in advance for doing that. Also, um, coming up real soon, April uh, 4th through the 6th, I'll be taking our married couples on a marriage retreat uh, here in Romano State Park in Oklahoma. The cost is $350 per couple. You can also register for that at onevoiceinc.org. Uh, you want to do this. This is a great investment in your marriage. Uh, We start on Thursday evening. We go all day Friday and half a day Saturday, and you will come back changed, and your marriage will be better. So make sure you get your hands on the book, uh, get registered for the retreat, and let's continue to grow together to be everything that we are purposed to be. So on last week, we talked about uh, toxic relationships, and we kind of got involved in this thing, and I Uh, My goal was to kind of give us a a lesson there on these toxic relationships um, and then grow to the next level and and get it done in one one broadcast. But quite frankly, uh, we barely even scratched the surface. So this week, as we look at this toxic relationships part two, I want you to remember a couple of things. First is I want you to consider uh, when we talk about relationships, we're not just talking about boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife relationships. We're talking about business partnerships. We're talking about uh, ministry relationships. We're talking about pastoral to congregational relationships. We're simply talking about uh, relationships as a whole because what I've found is that when people tend to experience toxic, uh, negative 
uh, relationships, they tend to experience them in every area. It seems like that people who are involved in toxic relationships for some reason seem to attract toxic people. And so I want us to take some principles and really work uh, to get to a place where we overcome the toxicity that can sometimes germinate and grow in us. And so uh, the first part of this process is that uh, you have to have a healthy relationship with yourself. Uh, that includes a positive self-image. That, that includes uh, understanding spiritually who you are. It, it, it includes you looking at yourself the, the right way. And then uh, not only that, committing yourself to the process of development and investing in yourself. So if you don't take the time to become a better you uh, and you don't like being around you, why would others like being around you? So you're going to have to learn to to understand who you really are and identify that. And, and I'm a big proponent of a strength zone finding, a spiritual gift, your gift zone, work, play to your strengths. I believe that each of us is uniquely created and, and we're, we're uniquely gifted. And I think that we spend way too much time working on our flaws as opposed to enhancing uh, our gifts. Uh, and when you do that, when you work on the best part of you, it grows exponentially faster and gets better. Whereas when you work on the worst part of you, it doesn't move quite as quickly. So uh, I'm not saying that you ignore your flaws, but you deal with them and you mitigate them. You make room for them, but you do not spend all of your time trying to overcome them because your strengths will make room for you. So uh, this week, I, I want us to kind of to de delve into this thing a little bit deeper. We talked about self-value, self-perspective, uh, self-worth. We talked about believing uh, in ourselves in, in every area and really working to a place to be uh, someone that we enjoy uh, being. Um, I think too many times we argue with uh, our tendencies. We argue with who we really are, and really uh, anything can be positive or negative. And so we have to accentuate the positive and, again, mitigate the negative. Uh, so today I want to talk about uh, the fairness in toxic relationships. How is it fair? Uh, this is the question I pose. How is it fair that you, you put your business partner, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, uh, your church, you people that you come in contact with, your acquaintances, your associates, uh, you put them through the paces to prove themselves uh, to you as to who they really are before you will show them who you really are. And so you're asking someone to give the very best of themselves to the middle portion of you. You don't give the full shelf of yourself. And so it's like they have to give their very best to earn an opportunity to see your very best. Well, uh, that creates a toxic environment. So I want us to be very careful about setting a performance bar when we're unwilling to perform ourselves. And you say, well, what about uh, how do I know the person is right? And I think that's where on the front end of relationships, there are just some things that we need to find that, that need to work for us. And we need to identify them by the type of relationship it is. Uh, I don't have to see eye to eye on everything with someone I do business with. But if I'm in a partnership, we have to have more of a commonality to, to, to seal that deal. Whereas if, if, if it's my wife, that's a completely different level of commitment. So every, every relationship doesn't have the same exact uh, look and feel and requirement. But but what I know is in any relationship that I'm going to have that's going to be personal and grow, it, it's got to be a relationship of integrity. 
if, if, if I can't count on you to be the same in my face as you are behind my back, then we can't have a good relationship. That's just not going to work for me uh, because I don't have time to play those types of games. Uh, if it's a relationship where one party gives more than the other, that's just something I can't participate in simply because it, it's not fair to – if I know that we're not the same, I'm, I can't tell you, uh, I can't ask you, I can't expect you uh, to continue to pour into me when I know that I, this is not – what the relationship is. So I think you it requires clear definition of what type of relationship it is. And then uh, we set those parameters. But once we do that, you've got to be willing to give your best in the relationship. If you don't give your best in the relationship, it is going to grow to a place of toxicity. Let me use for an example, a, a, a male-female relationship. And and you have a female who who is uh, she is a wonderful lady and she has very, very high standards. And so her standards are so high that she requires anyone who's going to date her to meet this checklist of 50 boxes. And so in order to meet these 50 boxes, any normal man would have to mute himself in some areas. He's going to have to press mute on himself and and not let his whole self show in order to uh, to win the prize, so to speak, to get this particular woman. Well, what happens is once he's done this long enough, he forgets his true identity and then he fails to lead as he's designed to do. And somewhere along the line, the lady is like, listen, I... I don't need another child. I don't need somebody to tell what to do. I, I want a man to protect me, to lead me, to have ideas. And I'm not talking about some chauvinistic leadership. I'm talking about the position uh, of, a, of a man who takes care of his family, not because a woman is inferior, but because she deserves to be taken care of, not because she can't take care of herself, because she adds value to her husband. So I want to get that out of the way, but, but, but she deserves this man, and she longs for it because uh, she was created in that way. She was created uh, to have someone to lead and someone that she completes and that she brings the fullness to. But when she's got to play both roles and both positions, at some point she gets tired. So what it took to win her and to gain her attention, now it's not as attractive as it once was. Let me see if I can repackage that so that we get what I'm saying. So he met all of her requirements to be with her, uh, but in that he lost himself. So the very thing she's looking for or she thought she was looking for becomes unattractive because now the man doesn't seem to think for himself or to function as an independent man who's able to take care of himself and take care of a household. So now she feels like she's been shortchanged when the fact of the matter is all he did was measure down to her standards. Did I say that? Yes, I did. He measured down to her standards. So now we have what could have been a love relationship is toxic. Now, you may be saying, well, that's her fault. Well, no, it's not her fault because it's as much his fault as it is her fault. Why do you say that? Well, because he knows who he is. And if he's willing to sacrifice that for, for a long term, what he thinks is a gain, he will never regain that position because he was he was being manipulative in the first place. So when he when he muted himself and he got quieter and he began to follow uh, his woman, he that's not how he really is. But he presented that to her in a package so that he could, quote unquote, be her man. Well, that that's that's misleading. That's manipulation where as 
all the woman was really trying to do was make sure that you were about your business and that you cared enough about her to make concessions. And so there has to be a balance between what we will do in our process of being committed to a relationship to avoid toxicity. And that's why truth and commitment is so important in a relationship. If you're not willing to give your best, it's unfair to expect to receive someone else's best. It just doesn't make for good relationships. And and another thing, when we're talking about this commitment, um, if you're going to go into any new relationship, if you're going to go to any new relationship, you've also got to be committed. You have to be committed to leaving your former relationships. Now, what I'm what I'm saying is not that you shouldn't have two girlfriends or two boyfriends or or have a, a, another business and another business. Yeah, we get that. That's obviously a given. What I'm saying, many of us carry the baggage from previous relationships into our present relationship. And the baggage from your previous relationship causes the new party in this present relationship to pay taxes on debts they never had in the first place. Oh my goodness. So you are still holding on to how your last business partner burned you. So you haven't been authentic with your present business partner. So you brought the toxicity of the failed business into the present business and you wonder why you're having trouble. You're mad at your last girlfriend because she treated you this way. So now you got the perfect girlfriend, but you won't treat her correctly because you're still remembering how bad it hurt from what your last girlfriend did to you. So you're bringing in the former baggage from the previous relationship into your present situation. Can I say that's a breeding ground for toxicity? You cannot, we cannot continue to expect people to pay other people's bills. Listen, if their business relationship ended, if you changed churches, if if you changed employers, if you changed husband, wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever relationship you've changed, you cannot expect your present situation to pay your former debt. It's just not right. So when you make a decision to move on, it's important that you separate from that pain so that you can experience your present joy. You have to let go of what hurt you and operate in a place of healing. If you're unwilling to do that, unable to do that, you'll find yourself like living a life of deja vu. You'll date the same kinds of men. You'll have the same kinds of jobs. You'll get fired for the same reason. You'll have the same overdrawn bank account. You'll have the same uh, uh, problems over and over again because you never deal with the problems. And so in order to deal with the problems and be committed in your present situation, you've got to own up, fess up, confess, uh, and, and be delivered from whatever your failures were. You've got to acknowledge them, be accountable for them, but you cannot take them with you. This is not that. You have to understand this is not that, and you cannot do that. So commitment to being approachable, commitment to being committed, uh, commitment to valuing and expecting to be valued uh, by in the relationship. These are things that overcome toxicity in relationships. So it's important to me that we really wrap our minds around how important it is to, to look at the components. So, so first, you've got to be committed to being in the relationship. Secondly, you've got to make sure that you don't bring the baggage of the past. And then thirdly, you've got to be committed to expecting good things. I know that sounds so trivial, but too many times we are waiting for the other shoe to drop. Um, I have coined a a phrase that I use in relationship counseling on a regular basis. I, I simply call it the kamikaze effect. 
The kamikaze effect, you know a kamikaze is one who uh, basically takes their own life as suicide in an effort to hurt someone else. And so I've taken that concept in relationships. When when you've had enough enough toxic or, or poor or failed relationships in your past, you just don't know how to live in the good times. You just don't know how to enjoy a good relationship. So when something's going too well, you throw something in it to mess it up a little bit. And the reason I call it the kamikaze effect is because the kamikaze effect, it, what it really means is that that you really don't believe that it's going to go well for as long as it's going to go well, or you don't believe that this pace can continue. You, you live with the I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop mentality. And what I'm trying to tell you is that if you're waiting for the other shoe to drop and it doesn't drop quickly enough, you'll just throw the shoe to make sure it drops so you can blow, and blow up the relationship and implode it. And the reason you do this is because you want to do it on your own terms. I'm always getting hurt, so let me do it and let me just break it off now. Well, I would like to submit to you that it might be okay just it might be all right if you would just really, you know what, how about you enjoy the relationship? How about you give your best in commitment and expect it to work? How about you look forward to what's going to come in the relationship? That's part of our problem. So when you cannot stop sabotaging your own thing. Listen, we become such control freaks that we would rather control our pain than risk having pleasure. Oh my goodness. We'd rather be in control of, of how much pain we think we experience as opposed to taking that leap uh, in the relationship, being committed uh, to what joy we might be able to have. Listen, I'm trying to tell you, there are many businesses that haven't started because we won't take that leap. There are many uh, marriages that haven't taken place because we won't take that leap. There are, there are many divorces that have happened that never should have happened, but because someone wasn't over a previous situation, they began to sabotage their present situation. I'm telling you, You've got to be committed to expect good things to happen when you go forward in these relationships. See, toxicity, it, it, it doesn't all get you at one time. You don't die immediately from poisoning. Poisoning has to first get into your bloodstream. It has to get into your system. And as it gets into your system, then it begins to affect your organs. As it begins to affect your organs, then it begins to affect your quality of life. And before you know it, toxicity is taking you out. So you can't, you have to be careful to not allow toxicity to grow and reproduce itself in your life. So, so as you're going through this journey and you're committed uh, to, to vetting out the person, you've got some standards, you're committed uh, to, to being committed, you're committed to letting go of your past, and you're committed to living in this hope that things will go well, then you can begin to have healthy relationships. Um, and, and so I just want to uh, throw this last piece in here because I want to be clear um, that we have toxic relationships and we also have some toxic relationships that are abusive. Uh, toxic can be just bad by itself. Abusive would be abnormal use. Uh, we should never commit ourselves knowingly on the front side of anything to going into a, a situation where we're abnormally used. We should never uh, settle for being mistreated and say a person is growing. So our job and goal is, is don't use me in a, in, a, in a poor manner. And so that, that means not that I'm perfect or not that you treat me perfectly, but at the end of the day, what we see is a commitment to not abuse 
uh, me, or I don't, I don't want to abuse you. We have a good relationship. Uh, see, toxicity doesn't mean that that we have problems, you know, or toxic free doesn't mean no that we don't have problems. What it simply means is that toxic is unhealthy and is going to lead to death. Uh, abnormal use or abuse is unhealthy, toxic, and will lead to death. But challenges, trials, and tribulations are a part of growth in a relationship. So let's make sure that we separate them and we're able to properly identify what abuse is. So in no uncertain terms should you go into a business relationship where you're being abused. In no uncertain terms should you go into a relationship where you are always the one being abused, 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 abused. Those are unhealthy relationships. And I know that people suffer with, well, nobody else will do this or no one else will come with me or no one else will acknowledge me. I'm telling you, it's better to not be recognized than to be abused in order to receive any recognition because that's not authentic, it's not genuine, it's not sincere, and it is a painful process. So uh, make sure that you're in a healthy relationship. Be committed to the identity that you have. Be committed to your process and make sure that you don't let anybody abuse you or abnormally use you. That is unhealthy. Listen, I'm so glad we had this time to hang out uh, this week. Do me a favor. Make sure that you continue to subscribe uh, and share this podcast with others. And then I want to hear from you. Reach out to me. Our pain at onevoiceinc.org. Reach out to me. If you'd like to be a guest on my show or you'd like to have a, a topic you'd like for us to discuss, I'd love to have you come on and talk with us. Uh, but that's all for my time this time. Listen, trust the process, be committed, and whatever you do in a relationship, no matter how it starts, always expect the best. When you expect the best, you act better. Thank you for stopping by. Make it a great week. You've been listening to Speaking with One Voice. Please remember to follow me on Instagram at Pastor Rodney Payne, on Twitter at Pastor R. Payne, and Pastor Rodney Payne on Facebook. Remember to hashtag Speaking with One Voice on any of your posts. We appreciate you liking and sharing this podcast to help us grow this opportunity. Thank you so much and make it a great day.